Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Good morning, you're on Joy 94.9, broadcasting live across Australia on SBS Digital. My name is Chris Tate, and today I have the pleasure of presenting to you an hour of interviews and music from queer Indigenous artists and leaders. In honour of Kurigra and our First Nations people, we'd like to dedicate this hour to our queer Indigenous family and present to the wider community some insight you may not have been exposed to yet. Let's begin the hour by playing a song from Adelaide duo Electric Fields. One part of the duo Zachariah Fielding is an Anangal man from the APY lands. After we play the song, we're going to have a chat to Zachariah and he's going to tell us about growing up in a remote Aboriginal community and then his journey of coming out. Okay, I remember when we were little, we would hear, in that would be the grandmothers and the grandfathers being like, oh, you guys, you guys got to get up and dance, okay? Now we got to do the traditional dance. And if we didn't get it right, our grandmothers and grandfathers, we'd be like, oh, in alaji, alaji, meaning you got to do it like this, you got to do it like this. And when you'd hear, eh, that's when you knew they would, they would be very proud of what you did. <laughs>
Hi, my name is Akra Fielding. I am from Mimili Community I'm an, and I am a Pigeon Data Yankun Data Speaker. So Mimili, I can go by memory. My memory and the picture I can paint for my, from myself is um, Mimili being surrounded by rocks and during winter Mimili comes alive is when it's nice and wet and it's all damp and then that autumn time comes, springtime comes and everything just grows again. Mimili is beautiful. The different colour browns, the different colour greens, yellows and, you know, just that fluoro yellow kind of thing that comes through. The colour of Mimili, I mean, the communities are just ridiculous. It's like I've lived there before. Like my soul feels like it's done. It's been here before. Like Mimili is like home. It's like there's little zaps you get when you walk through these communities like Mimili for me I just feel full I feel loved I feel acknowledged I feel like I'm a part of the ground in Mimili and it's and it's and it's nice to take that when I'm in western world like to have that as my ID card like it's my identity I am sand I am water I am sky I am moon I am sun I'm all of those things when it comes to, you know, trying to describe how memory makes me feel. Yeah. So tell me I about did. that transition of, of moving from a remote community to moving to a city. It was really shit, to be honest, like leaving my community for um, Western world. Like back home in memory growing up, like everything was free. You could feel free. You can express yourself however the your way you wanted to um with people you, we're very touchy touchy people like touching hair touching shoulders like just being so close and just like you know there's there's no boundaries back home like you're just everybody's business is everybody's business and growing up as a kid like you were just you know it was okay to just walk into this house because the respect level was just, you know, oh, it's just Zachariah or it's just oh, these other kids coming through your yard, like <laughs> those types of things. But in the Western world, it was really difficult. Like the body language, like we back home, you speak body language, not just language and other things like body language over here in the Western world is completely different. You just don't know. You can, you start to feel, um, you start to learn envy and you start to learn um, grief more here and health and you kind of learn judgment, you learn fear more, you learn what relationships are, you know, guilt is, you feel failure as well and change, all of those things. And it was very difficult for me to learn what those things were and how to express them and how to respond. And let's talk about being queer in a remote community. Oh wow! Like when I was growing up, I got a, I got picked on a lot. The kids, my my fellow brothers and my sisters from my community, like really screwed me over. Like made me feel like I was nothing. I was the odd one out, but I was always like I don't know. There was something I don't know what it is, but like I didn't really have a good um uh early life you know with when it came to that topic there's definitely but when it comes to that label of um you know different and me being what i am it they did they did really um 
pick on that when it when it came to conversation and that would they would, they would I'd be the first one to be attacked I would never have I would never hear anything from like elders like I'd only hear it from the kids but there was conversation around the community but because my father was very protective he protected me from that even though we didn't at that time have a really good relationship since you're owning yourself a lot more what your relationship yeah. is like with your parents or your family oh my family oh my gosh I'm with well, with my brother like my brothers and sisters I'm the oldest of nine and um my community they just adore me because i've i've done something good for my community and i've used um language as a positive look for my community um i get to like i've been doing nothing but respecting where i come from through my music and with my success and just through living in my life in general um, I just have a lot of respect for my roots, and I think that's why I um, I'm very fortunate. Because um, yeah, to have a relationship with anybody and everybody, you have to show respect, and you got it works both ways. And that's very much a part of um, from my experience living out that way on the Nanandara lands. It was definitely um, it was like you give respect and you get respect, and that's um, yeah, it's fifty fifty. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like from your perspective, I know it's di- everyone's story is different. But do you think, in general, it's difficult for young queer Indigenous human beings to and go through the process of coming out? It, it is really, really hard, and I feel really, really um, honoured when I do meet people that do go through that. And like I've, like it's just interesting hearing their side of the stories and um, how bad they've had it and how. Um, yucky it's it's like not it's nowhere compared to my like I, I i have my story everybody else has their story but yeah it's very difficult for um indigenous mob and some people some of them just don't survive it some people don't have a good um circle um you know there's not not a lot of support for um black black fellas, you know i i wish that something could happen i re- i really do and um I don't know. It's and it's also that inner thing as well. You have to, as an individual, really like know your worth. You can't just chuck yourself in a group and be like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be whatever. It's gonna feel good. Like you have to do a lot of work as well to like really cleanse um, who you are and what you want. And yeah, your sexuality is only one part of who you are yeah so i really I, I really i would love to encourage black followers just to discover themselves meet themselves meet themselves for the first time and you know really ask um yourself and have a conversation with yourself with your strengths and your weaknesses and what you want to change and you know and make decisions carefully and know where those decisions are coming from are they coming from a place of love or are they coming from a place of fear like you just got to really know yourself to if you want to go and challenge and be in a group of people like i love where what who i am and what i've been doing but like if i didn't take time out to just really nurture myself and accept all of these things acknowledge and accept and respect all of these things that i am i wouldn't i wouldn't be where i am right now if i made a promise in a relationship with myself first do you think it would 
be do you think it would be even possible to be who you are today if you just just say you stayed in Mimili and went oh, through Oh screw no 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 <laughs> no I wouldn't be where like there was so many people people like my soul brothers and my everybody like even a even a bus driver anybody like all of these people I have um had the opportunity to meet uh, I thank them all like I've had a lot of help from good people people that I've I've been I've I've been fortunate and I've listened to my gut feeling to be around that a lot and, like I got the yeah I got the word Nyiragalo a lot and because every when I was growing up they were like oh get you you little Nyiragalo Nyiragalo I meaning meaning you, you you little prank in one. <laughs> You little what? It's funny now that you like penis and vagina in one. You neurogalo, you know what I mean? Like uh, neuro means vagina, galo is the penis. Yeah. And they'd be like, Zachary, you're neurogalo, you're galo, I just think that I am man, woman in one. I feel like I am everything in one. I feel like I'm working really hard to having a balance of just only being a soul gender, just I'm a spirit. That was Zachariah Fielding talking about his experience growing up in a remote Aboriginal community. He is one half of the duo Electric Fields. You can find their music on iTunes. Check them out on Facebook. When we return, we'll be talking to Mark Nanap. You're listening to Joy 94.9 across Australia on SBS Digital. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.